0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is a really special one because I'm interviewing a student from my course, Simple Sales School, and that student is Gigi, who is a postpartum doula, a profession we've definitely never had on the podcast before. So I'm really happy to have her on because I feel like she can be a voice, not only to any moms or business owners listening who are planning a family, but also any business owners who don't work with other businesses as their clients and so feel unsure if the marketing advice and business advice that I share on here can still apply to them. Gigi, as I said, is a postpartum doula, so her clients are new parents in need of help and simple systems around the house. We have an incredible conversation about the importance of female business owners getting help if they can afford to after having a baby, how to balance business with motherhood, especially in the first few years, facing fears that you may have as an entrepreneur about starting a family, and so much more. We also talk halfway through the episode about Gigi's experience with my course, Simple Sales School and how she used the course to get booked out five whole months in advance. About seven minutes into this episode, I do quickly want to say, it may sound like we discouraged you from taking maternity leave when you have a newborn, and that is definitely not what is being said. You absolutely should take mat leave. It just was something that we jumped over accidentally in the conversation. Now that is all out the way, let's dive in. This is a really encouraging conversation for everyone to listen to, regardless of whether you're a parent or not, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to The Simple Business Show. I'm Nisha, online business coach, boat lifer and 10-year travelling entrepreneur. This is a podcast to inspire and teach freedom seekers like you how to make a full-time income online without working full-time hours so you can have the time, location and financial freedom to live the lifestyle you dream of. In my corner of the internet we keep business simple because life is for living and business is just a small part of that big beautiful life. It shouldn't take over your entire world you can make a reliable income online without constant hustle overwhelm or working full-time and on this podcast i aim to show you how hey gigi i'm so so thankful to be chatting with you today um for anyone who doesn't know You are a student in my course, Simple Sales School, but you also have a business as a doula, which I'm really excited to talk about because me and you were just talking and I was explaining that I don't really know much about doulas. So I'm really excited to learn from you today a little bit. And I'm hoping that everybody who is listening will also be excited to learn from you and learn about the business side of what you do as well. So welcome. Why don't you go ahead and tell me and everyone listening a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, hi, Nisha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for the simple sales course and I'm just so happy to be here. So I'm Gigi, the founder of A Simple Home. And so that matches a simple home with a simple sales course. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> But I am a doula. I am a postpartum doula, which mm-hmm. it, most people, when they hear about a doula, they think of a birth doula. So a birth doula is someone who supports you during birth. They are there during the entire birth, giving you advice, helping you advocate, and really just being an extra support system. And that's what I do for postpartum. So after a baby is born, I am in a client's home. I am helping them to process their birth. I'm helping them with things like feeding, sleeping, emotional support, physical support. Mm -hmm. But my biggest job is to educate because so many people don't know things and their doctors aren't telling them these things. But I'm there to keep them educated and give them time to rest and bond with their babies. We, over here in the US, we really push people after they have a baby to jump back into it. We don't give them that time to sit and rest and figure out their baby, this new person that they have never had a baby most of the time, and they don't know what to do. (laughs) So I got started after I had my twins. I, with my first son, had the absolute best, perfect experience. I had a very easy pregnancy, birth, postpartum. And then when I had my twins, it was the opposite. I had a really rough pregnancy. I had a lot of health issues. My twins had a lot of health issues. And when they were born, I felt like I struggled so much and I wanted to ask for help, but I felt like if I needed help, then I wasn't a good parent, or I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I realized, you know, it wasn't a failure. Everybody before us who has had children gets help. Usually people have a village and that's what I had yeah. with my first, but I didn't have that with my twins and I needed more I needed mm-hmm. people here all of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me into this. Cause so many parents feel the same. They have this system over here in the u s we have this system that tells people, "Have your baby, go back to work, figure it out It's not that big of a deal instead of really honoring honoring this time. so I help people to see it's not a luxury to have extra help you're not you know a hippie to have a doula, but you have had since the dawn of time, this is how we have had babies. But now, whether you've moved away, or you aren't close with your family, for so many reasons, we don't have that support system. So I provide that support system. And Mm -hmm. I uh, focus on making things simple, hence the name, and setting up systems in people's home to just make the process of, uh, I kind of streamline that newborn process because it's a lot mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> And yeah. yes, it's a lot to, to learn. So I kind of streamline it, help set up systems and I focus on eco-friendly non-toxic babying.
0: Oh I love all of that because I honestly did not know this was even a thing. I mean I'm not sure if, is it a thing in the UK as well or is it just like a US thing No
1: it's it's an international thing.
0: Oh, okay yeah see that's what makes me think even more so that here in the UK, we definitely share that mentality of when you have your baby, you're meant to just get on with it and be fine. And it's all down to the woman to do most of it and, you yes. know, and just like get back to work and like get on with it, blah, blah, blah. I yeah, we must share the same mentality because I have never, ever, ever heard anybody here who even really knows what a doula is or like thinks that they are allowed to get help. Um, I think that like people for me like I know I have some friends who they've had friend they've had help from their parents but that's been quite rare in most of my friends lives because most of their parents have jobs as well or don't live nearby so like you said it is a difficult time. For parents, I would assume, I mean, I'm not a parent, but obviously I feel like it would be very difficult. So what you do and the help that you provide, I totally can see that being life-changing for new parents.
1: It is something we definitely need to make more widespread and more accepting. We need to be reminding parents, you know, from the beginning, this doesn't have to be, you know, an isolating journey, but I'm not sure if it's just society. What are all of these things that are making? And like you said, it falls a lot more on whoever is giving birth, the birth parent, the mom, and they struggle the most with balancing work. So I'm usually around a family's home when they're when the parents are returning to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm helping them navigate that a little bit because we don't have a guidebook telling us okay, I'm going to do the dishes now. We just had a baby. So we talk through all of those things. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a systems person. I love all of the organizing. I love setting up these kind of um, paths in the morning of what you do with your baby. And that's just, I love doing that. It's very natural to me. So I like helping yeah. other people navigate this kind of crazy time.
0: Just quickly interrupting this episode to let you know about my free starter kit for booking clients consistently. If you are struggling to find clients and need a helping hand, my free guide shows you 12 reasons why you're not booking clients consistently and four simple yet incredibly impactful changes you can make to start booking more clients today. Head to nishawollary.com slash starter kit to download yours And if you do, let me know what you think of it over on Instagram. Do you have any advice for anyone who's listening who is um, a mom of a a baby or I suppose of a child as well, but primarily like they have a baby or they're having a baby and they also have a business. Do you kind of have any advice for them? Because I've always felt like that must be really terrifying because you can't just take like, well, you can take maternity leave but you've got to like pay yourself during that time and I I've always imagined that for most business owners who are becoming moms that whole side of trying to balance a business with motherhood mm-hmm. might seem really daunting
1: it is daunting and I think the the key word is trying you don't ever yeah. manage it you don't ever get it perfect getting help and not feeling guilty it's something that I every day, even last night I was journaling and I was like, you don't have to feel guilty for getting help. You can work, you know? And I did that for our, our vision boards. Um, that's always something that yes, you go back to of, you don't have to feel guilty. So I think it's a lot of emotional blocks and then time blocks of getting help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm mostly working, on, um, like early in the morning. So my kids are asleep and I'm working. And then after they go to bed, I'm working. And when I'm with clients, I get help over at my house so I can go to work. So it is a lot of help and a lot of, um, emotional work to process going and not feeling guilty. And lastly, a lot of, if you have a partner working through the logistics of, I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. There's these really great um, cards. There's a book called the fair play, and they have these cards that it's like little tasks for your home. And so many more tasks come on when you have children. And so you kind of divvy out the tasks of your home. So that I think was a big game changer for when My, my twins were born with my first, it wasn't too bad, but with my twins, it was a lot more work. So who's doing laundry, who's taking kids to birthday parties and just sitting down and having those conversations with yourself and with your partner, with your family or whoever your support system is to navigate, you know, this is when I need help and asking for that. And just saying, I deserve that. It's a lot of work.
0: Yeah yeah it does sound it but I think that's such a great key takeaway from what you just said to like give yourself the permission to ask for help and I love the the idea of the book with all of the different tasks that you can divide up between you and your partner and and just get help that way. What would you say to anyone who maybe struggles with the asking like Especially, I I can imagine for me, because I'm the kind of person who I just hate asking people for help, it's always been a thing, and I finally um, mastered it in, in parts of business, asking for help, outsourcing, all of that kind of stuff, but I personally still struggle in personal life to ask people for help. Like, even when, so nothing to do with parenting, but I had a sofa delivered, (laughs) and the guy left it, like, at the bottom of the stairs, um, and wouldn't bring it, like, up to the top, because of COVID, he didn't want to come inside, but I live alone, so I was like, oh, crap, like, I've got to actually go and ask somebody for help with this, (laughs) and I just wished in that moment, I was like, if I could do this by myself, I would so much rather do that than go and ask somebody to help me, which is so silly, really, but... I think that a lot of women kind of share the same mindset in terms of we've been raised in a society where like women can do it all and have it all and in a way like they're not wrong but I think that's like many of us have taken on this mentality of like I have to do it all myself so do you have any advice for anyone who really struggles just with the asking for help and feels like she should be capable of doing this you know business and baby thing herself
1: yes I can give advice because I'm that same way I am very type a I'm controlling and I think part of it is working through you know why do I feel like I can't ask for help and for me at least it's I'm worried people will think that I can't do it myself And then I kind of have to work through that of like, why is that a concern for me? Why am I worried that people will think I'm incapable because I need help? When my friends or my family ask for help, I don't think they're incapable. I don't think, oh, they're losers and they don't know how to do anything. I think, oh, they're asking for help and, you know, I'm glad that they could ask me. So I think kind of checking yourself and reminding yourself that's not, that's not something that people are going to think. And I ask, and the hardest part, at least with uh, with me and with my children is you ask, and then you kind of set your boundaries, and then you let it go, which I have yeah. to do quite a bit with having people come and watch my three children. And you have to, when you return to work, um, if you take a maternity leave, when you return to work, you can't control everything. And like you said, it is something that women tend to do more to feel like I can't let go of anything. Yeah. Uh, so you have to, I remind myself, you know, it's going to be okay. I can ask for help. no one's judging me, but I do, I have to give myself a little pep talk before like, it's okay you can ask for help. You're a person, you deserve help. (laughs) And it's a lot of journaling through that. So why do I feel like I can't ask for help and working through all of those issues?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The whole giving yourself permission to do that and work through those mindset blocks. Um, I don't know whether you watched in the course in simple sales school, there's a bonus class with Morgan Rapp. I think she has about four kids and I think they're all quite young. Um, And she made a really similar point that like you just can't like she um, runs like a million dollar business and has four little children. But I thought it was a great point that she made that you just you cannot do it all by yourself. There's just no way that that can be possible, at least not without burning out.
1: Yes, you need help. But something that i always i remind my clients of and i tell this is something that's like an ongoing conversation with my friends who have small children is mm-hmm. why do why does it fall on the woman and why is the the woman usually the one who feels like i have to do this stuff mm-hmm. so i remind them you know you can do it you can let go and you don't have to hold on so tightly to everything you have to let go of some things and it will be okay yeah it it will be okay you know some people come and watch my children and i'm like oh no i wouldn't do that but that's all right it's not the end of the world and it's more important to look at my mental health of me getting to go to work and do things that i love and the um, effect of helping other people You know, I'm making a difference with other people and that makes it, that makes me feel better about going to work. I'm, you know, I'm leaving my children and I can let that guilt go. Um, Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't feel guilty about that, but it's also because I'm helping other people and it feels good for my mental health. So if I didn't have that, it would be worse.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, that that's totally. I'm sure it's totally relatable to so many people who are listening right now who have kids or maybe are pregnant and wondering about all this kind of stuff. If there was one piece of advice you could give to uh, to women who are who have their business and are perhaps planning in the planning stage of having a child, but have all of these fears you know, about having the child and the business and balancing, you know, the business and work and baby and family. Um, what would be one piece of advice you would give to them other than, you know, you can get help? Is there any one other thing that you would say?
1: Yeah, I was going to say get help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but second, I would say just go for it. Mm. You know, it's going to be a crazy time regardless of whether or not you do it. And it's better to just throw yourself into it and get started and do the thing that you want to do. And, you know, you can be open with people and say, you know, I'm about to have a baby and, or I'm trying to have a baby and, or I just have a newborn and they'll understand people will be for the most part, understanding and maybe the first few months, give yourself that time to rest, and get to know your baby, and don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, I have to work, I have to do this, but it is really, like Morgan Rapp said, it's a juggling, it's a juggling game, you know, you're trying to do this when sometimes when we have a lot of events with my family, I fall behind in certain things, but yeah. that's why I make these plans with my business, like, um, like batch content. That's why I do that up front. So if I fall behind a little bit, I know I don't have to spend the night, you know, making content for the next day. It's already done for the month. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Batching helps so, so much. Like I don't even have kids and I batch (laughs) my content and it just helps me feel so much less stressed. Like that. I can just do it in one day and then I don't have to think about it for the next four to six weeks. Yes. Love that so much.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it looks a little different when you have kids. So you said like you do it in one day, I Mm -hmm. have everything for the month and I do it in a series of, uh, the end of the days for one week. Yeah. So like an hour or so each night, I'm getting everything ready. I'm writing the posts. I'm making the, um, like the, on Canva, I'm making all of the graphics and then I'm doing it on Pinterest. So I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. for a month. Um, but instead of in one nice, beautiful long day, I'm doing it in tiny little chunks all week. So it looks different when you have kids yeah. um, because you can't say, sorry, I'm batching content. Yeah. Make your own <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I wish I could, yeah. but I can't. Talk you very lunch. <laughs> exactly. So it's about yeah. giving giving yourself that time to do things. And when you have the plan, it's just a lot easier. I don't have to stress about all of those things. And um, honestly, I think that's what the Simple Sales School gave to me the most is bringing it all together. I was struggling the most with, I had all of these things separate. But mm-hmm. having a plan to bring it all together as one kind of cohesive system just made it so much easier.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, would you say that was like your biggest struggle when it came to sales and marketing um, before joining the course
1: for sales and marketing? I think it was the money mindsets. Yeah. I'm a I'm a first generation immigrant. My parents are mm-hmm. from Cuba, and there's this guilt of I don't deserve money of, Mm -hmm. you know, my family struggled a lot to come to the United States and they didn't always have enough. And so Mm -hmm. I feel that guilt of when I kind of start to get more of like, oh no, you don't deserve this, you know? So I think that the biggest thing for sales is first, like accepting that it's okay to make money and it's okay to say, you know, I want to make money and charge accordingly, but also um, for like the social media side of it, I definitely Mm -hmm. wasn't posting about it enough. I was kind of putting my packages on my website and then just hoping for the best, (laughs) you know, magically people will find me. So I've become a lot better at, um, you know, having in my stories, having in my Um, in my posts a lot more of this is what I do and this is how you find me and a lot more like call to actions and things like that so so many things
0: yeah yeah no that's that's such a great point because I do think that so many of us wish and kind of operate in this mentality of build it and they will come (laughs) without realizing that we actually do have to put in some effort to consistently market ourselves because if not We can't just wish for the clients to just fall into our laps. And especially in like the first couple of years of business, once you've like built up a brand and a social media presence, I feel like that does happen a lot more because people are just drawn to your brand and they've built trust in you over time. But especially in the first few years, it's kind of like, that's not how it's going to work. And I, I just really hope that as many business owners as possible can sort of move from that mindset mm-hmm. and into the mindset of i have to actually put in some work to make the business work
1: exactly and i think even you know when i talk to when i have like a um, like a training or something with my i'm yeah. a part of an agency but we talk about you know why don't people come but then people don't have even like a call to action or they don't have a link um mm. it, and it's like well, how are people going to find you how are people going to know Um, Some of my friends have said, who have similar businesses have said, you know, even my friends and family say, I like your page, but I don't know exactly what you do, (laughs) which with a a doula is common. So explaining to people what it is that your business actually does, explaining your packages and letting people know where to find you, all all good stuff that that made a big difference for me.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and explaining that stuff more than once as well, like not just doing it once and then thinking, oh, I can't talk about my services or my business again for a couple of weeks because it feels salesy and I don't want to do that. Like you've literally made these social media platforms for your business. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that people don't feel like they can talk about their business on those social platforms.
1: Why do we feel like we're bothering people who are following our business page we're yeah, not bothering exactly. them some people you know you go a little too far but oh, talking yeah. about it i'm not quite up to three times a week like you have recommended i'm doing it like once or twice i'm doing yeah, it here yeah. and there but um i do i feel a lot better and it, it is something that we have to work through i'm not sure why we feel guilty about those things
0: I know. I know what you mean. It is like you said, you have to have that balance. You can't just always talk about your services <laughs> and yeah. your business. You have to provide value as well, but you can't, definitely can't be operating like a nonprofit where you just give the value and rarely ever talk about um, services. Cause like I saw this brilliant post about it on the weekend. I think it was where somebody made a great point that on platforms like Instagram, for instance, Most of your followers won't actually see your content. Like it's only a certain percentage of them, well, it depends, but like it's only a certain percentage, depending on how engaged your followers are, that see your content. And the new followers that come along haven't seen most of that previous content. So if we think that we're talking too much about it, almost always, without a doubt, when somebody tells me they talk too much, they've talked too much about it, and I look, I'm like,
1: no, you
0: haven't. <laughs> it was like <laughs> once a week or like twice a week. It's
1: totally fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And I and it is like, yeah. I give myself a little pep talk, like it's okay, you can do it <laughs> right yeah. before. But I, I mean, I don't know why we feel like we need to do that. It's such yeah. a weird thing to work through of. I can tell people about my business mm-hmm. instead of like, yeah. yeah, of course you can tell people. Why do I have to remind myself of that?
0: yeah exactly like the people who are following you are following you because they're interested in your business so it's down to you to let them know how you can help them more because without you telling them they're not going to know so that was a really great point and um before the course what kind of thoughts or worries were going through your mind I know you mentioned that you had some struggles with your mindset around deserving money and all that kind of thing or on showing up on social media and selling so what kind of thoughts did that bring up for you?
1: I think that before the course I was feeling um, very disjointed like I like things to be in order Um, And I felt like I was working, I didn't see everything connected. I was working, you know, here on my blog. And then I was working here on Instagram, and none of it was connecting. But now I have, like, I understand when I post something and it's on my blog, it should be going down the road to, you know, social media, it should be going into my email list, it should be going through all of these things. So that's just kind of connected everything for me. And, um, the biggest thing I think that I got was, um, first like feeling confident with video, um, the bonus video on, um, how to show up on video, because I'm a very like private person. I, it does not feel authentic to me to be doing reels where, you know, like traditional reels. And they're so cute when other people do them, but I just, I feel like I would be like so silly. And when I try to record reels during the day at home, nine times out of 10, my kid jumps in and he's like, what's going on? (laughs) What are we doing? So sometimes I can be like, okay, move aside and edit it out. But a lot of times he's his hand or something. And I feel like, oh, this is silly. Um, which (laughs) probably is another thing I have to work through, but, um, knowing that I could show up in other ways. So I really focused on YouTube, Mm -hmm. which I'm still going through and um, podcasting. So I reached out and I think I just became a lot more confident about reaching out to people. And I got like my list of people that I would be like, oh my gosh, in a million years, I would do this podcast. And I just became like very confident to reach out to them. And I got on one of them and I was just like, this was something I thought was going to happen in like five years, (laughs) So feeling very confident about that. And because I had like my transformation story, I had all of that stuff lined up. I wasn't, I was more confident and able to focus on big picture things because I wasn't like spending every single night making Canva graphics for Pinterest. I was able Mm -hmm. to do other things that really made a bigger impact on my business than, than Pinterest.
0: Yeah, and for anyone who's listening who isn't inside Simple Sales School, the transformation story that Gigi was just just talking about was... um it's just basically a lesson inside of the course (laughs) a lesson inside of the course that um that I teach which basically helps you to craft your transformation story that you can then turn into so many pieces of content and you can share on podcasts and social media turn them into emails and social posts so on Mm -hmm. to help your ideal clients to make an emotional connection with you So I'm glad that lesson's
1: really helped you. It did. It helps so much. And I have like a little Google doc and I have my transformation story. I have like my basic bio. I have my headshot. And so it's like, it's all cohesive. So when I'm reaching out to people, if I'm going to like speak on, you know, like a panel or if I'm going to be reaching out about a podcast, I have all of that stuff ready to go. Um, It's kind of like doing like canned emails and things like that, that I used to, spend all of that time. And as a parent, you don't have all of that time. So it was taking away from pitching. It was taking away from reaching out to people or responding to clients, just setting all of those systems up, which I mean, it was definitely the thing I was struggling with the most. I was, I didn't have it all connected. And after um, I was really able to bring it all together and it's like flows and I don't have to worry about it.
0: Oh, I love that. So would you say that that's the best result that you've gotten from the course that you have, you now have a much more simplified and streamlined marketing system?
1: Yes. And I got booked all the way through December. So I'm booked for the whole oh year, which is great. And I de- wow. I definitely think that would not have happened if I didn't take this course. So I wow. was started like reaching out to people and I got inquiries from like my social media posts and I got uh inquiries from like podcasts that I had been on so I wouldn't have reached those people if I wasn't doing those things and I I mean I've been booked out like one month or two months but not mm-hmm. all the way through the end of the year which is pretty exciting
0: wow that's so amazing and because this is going to go on my podcast and it's going to be evergreen um Some people may be listening to this way in the future, so I'll tell you right now, everyone who is listening in the future, we're currently in August, so yeah, for you to be booked from August to December is a huge deal. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Like five months out. That hasn't happened before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing, and I'm also so thrilled that now you're booked till December. It It means that more women are hearing about what a doula is and giving themselves permission to hire you clearly and I just love that more women are getting that help
1: yes we definitely need it
0: yeah 100% we need it and we deserve it yes so what would you say um or how would you say you feel about marketing and selling now apart from more confident do you have any kind of other feelings towards it
1: I think that I worked a lot on those money mindsets and I feel like it's not something that's like an extra. It's something that is, it's a necessity to do in your business. Mm. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to do these things, but now I see, okay, this is something you have to do. If not People don't know. And I switched around, like your Instagram guide was great because I think I was doing the basics mm. and I probably would have been okay just doing the basics, but bringing together like the highlights, my highlights were pretty off. And um, yeah, your Instagram the,
0: highlights, right?
1: Yes, my Instagram highlights. And yeah. um, all of that stuff is very off. It was very off and now it's a lot more cohesive. And I get comments from people when I post those things of these are your packages oh I didn't know you did that and unless I were um, if I weren't posting those things people wouldn't know about it so I yeah. think seeing it as something you have to do not something that sometimes once in a while you do changed things a lot for me
0: yeah definitely and if you're nervous like showing up
1: yes and having that the the foundation set for sales. I have the graphics. I have now when I get an inquiry, I have just kind of like a booklet that goes out to them. So getting the time, because my foundation was there, I could work on all of these extra perks that make my kind of customer journey a little bit more enjoyable and easier so instead of going back and forth, I set up, I think I, I wrote about this in the Facebook page, but like I set I was up
0: about to ask for you about people. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: set it up for people to automatically book, which made a big difference. And I am, I just last week added a different package for that, which was pretty exciting. Um, so, and I'm just starting this week to like advertise that. But again, having that plan to make the package clarify it, then make the graphics. It just, it really brings it all together. I know I keep saying that, but that's really what the the course did for me. It was it, it allowed me to have a path for everything. So I don't, it's kind of like set it and forget it. I do it once a month and then I don't worry. I check in on it, but I don't worry about it too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, as well, as you were talking, I was thinking that one thing that I hope that people can take away I mean they're going to take away so many things from this episode because we've covered a lot but I if there's one thing I would love people to take away it's that you can literally have any kind of business as long as you're like extremely passionate about it you can have a business that isn't related to making money in business You can have a business as a doula or something else that you're passionate about and make it work and get booked out and have those clients who are looking for you and need you. Like you don't just have to do the typical, you know, um, teach business like I do, or you don't just have to like be a freelance designer or something. Like there are many, there are all of these types of online businesses and like in-person businesses, like shopkeepers and stuff like that. There's all those standard ones that people think of when they go to start a business and they're not necessarily things that they're passionate about just maybe things that they see everybody else doing that they think okay that's how you make money but um I just love that you have a business in a different field to what people normally see businesses about and hear businesses talk about on podcasts like this and you've still made it work and you've still got booked out.
1: Yes. It applies to everything and it doesn't, I mean, I'm always explaining to my family, yes, people pay me for this. It's a, yeah. it's a job. <laughs> I know I do it for you guys for free, but other people pay me for this and it can be a business. You can turn mm-hmm. really anything into a business that this is something that I'm really passionate about. I am, I am so, uh, I'm such an advocate for parents. I really want them to get the information that they deserve. I want them to feel confident. I know I hear so much from like my clients, my friends, my family, you have a baby, you're supposed to struggle. It's supposed to be hard. And Mm -hmm. in some ways that's true, but we don't need to be feeling guilty about you know, having a baby and asking for help. And we don't need to feel guilty if we want to have businesses on top of that. So I, I really think, I mean, I, I was definitely the only postpartum doula in the simple sales school, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but all of the information and the videos, it definitely applied. And yeah. somebody that um, I did, I did a, a my doula training with, they said it's it's very easy to rise to the top in this, business in this field because you just need to be consistent and you need to be organized and you need to be professional. And adding in all of these perks, like every single like online conference that I go to, I get the the feedback of, wow, your, your social media looks really good. Your graphics look good. And that stuff, a lot of it is like colors and stuff, but it is the consistency of it. And yeah it works for any business. If you show up, if you're true to yourself and if you have a plan that the rest is going to follow through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that. Did you have any hesitations before joining simple sales school?
1: Um, first was definitely money. And yep. I think there was an email or a podcast episode or something where you said, you'll make this back. And I was like, "Mm, will I? But I definitely did. (laughs) I I mean, and I, yeah. And I booked booked out really far and I did raise my prices and I consolidated my packages and I took out one of my small packages that Mm -hmm. I had that was more of like, maybe they'll like me so much that when they have a second baby, they'll ask me back. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it wasn't really cost effective. So I took that out and not having those teeny like two week jobs. Um, it saved me a lot. Um, it saved me a lot of time and not having to go back and forth with those people for two weeks of work.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. whereas
1: mostly I'm like a month to to two months. Um, so I, I mean, sometimes I'll do two weeks, but for the most part, it's not a package. It's not something, it's something that I know them. I worked with them before, so I'm, I'm going to do it for them, but, um, it totally changed my packet, my packages and it changed. So I got the money back. And second was time because I have kids. So I was doing things late at night, but it wasn't too long. And we had implementation weeks, which really saved me of um, getting to, because I would have a week and then I would be like, I want to do everything from this week, (laughs) but the next week is already here. So the implementation weeks helped a lot. So I could kind of process the previous Mm -hmm. week, um, and actually do it because I would be like, I can't move on. I want to spend five weeks on just this one week of content. It really is. It's everything that you need. Um, so I was doing it late. So those were my two hesitations, money and time. And the first I made it back. And the second I made it work.
0: Yeah. Oh, I really, really, I'm glad that you brought up those points. And for, and for everyone listening as well, um, who doesn't know, uh, simple sales school is an evergreen course now, which means you can join, mm. um, you can join any time. but also it's, it's self-study. So you don't have to go through it on like a particular timeline. So mm. I just, I love that for people like you who are mothers and who don't just have like their business and their social life and like some responsibilities here and there, but like have a family to care for as well because self-study just, it means that if you can't do something on a certain day or week, you can always just carry on next week. So yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I liked having it where I had to keep up with the people in the group. Yeah, yeah. Um, it the felt live like, round. yes, yeah. it felt like, well, maybe they're like holding me accountable, um, which yeah. I liked because, like, you mean, you, I'm sure that you know all of the statistics about people who buy courses and just never do it. And I didn't yes. want to do that. This was the first course that I did um, that wasn't, you know, a training specifically on being a doula. Um, this was the first business course I took. So oh, wow. I wanted to be kind of held accountable for it. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, that does help. And I think that we will most likely do some kind of a, um, like a group coaching version of this course in mm-hmm. the future. That's similar to what I did with you guys. Because I, I totally agree. I am I love self-study, but there are certain topics as well that I just know people tend to get through if they yeah. have the the live accountability there and they have like a, a timeline that everybody's going through at the same time. Yes. So, definitely something that I will think about doing again and what was because you said um I just I had no idea this was your first ever business course so what was it what was the thing that made you decide to take the leap and join Simple Sales School?
1: I think it was feeling like I wanted um I wanted something to bring everything together I didn't have Mm. I didn't have anything kind of connecting all of the pieces of my business and I thought How long am I going to be spinning my wheels, um, not getting to give my clients the best experience because I'm hesitant. So I think mostly it was like your calm energy made me feel like, oh, I I want to do it with Nisha. I I want to follow her um, because I wanted it to be like simple. It's my business name too. I think that I want things to be simple to the point of and approachable. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't feel too overwhelming. I was like, I'm not a business person. And I didn't want it to be specialized because I wasn't going to find a, unless I did like a business coach, I wasn't going to find a specialized yeah. doula group. Yeah. So I'm very happy that I, I did this and I got to hear so much from other people about how they did things. And that gave me a lot of ideas. So I'm very happy that I did it.
0: Oh I'm really happy that you did it as well and what would you say last question what would you say to anyone who's thinking of joining Simple Sales School?
1: I would say if you're looking for a course that's going to give you all of the foundations for your business and how all of your moving parts connect and it will let you Really expand on the parts of your business you want to be working on, the bigger picture things. I would say you have to do it.
0: Aww, Definitely really, have to do it. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. <laughs> and if anyone wants to go and find out more about you, where can they find you online and on social media?
1: So, my website is a simple home.org. And my, um, I'm mostly on uh, Instagram, but my Instagram is a underscore simple underscore home.
0: Lovely. Well, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was so
1: nice chatting with you. It was a good way to wake up over here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for joining me at such an early time. I really appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Thank you for creating the course. Honestly, it really, it was such a great help
0: if you enjoyed this podcast I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Reviews and ratings really help me get this podcast in front of more business owners who may need it so I'm very grateful and I will talk to you next week.